0: Good afternoon. This is Gary Kavner here on TRSI. I'm here to with my friend and colleague Michael Dwyer. Today is the 8th of the 5th, 2020. Uh, we hope you have been having a good time, safely cocooned in the warm embrace of your house since last we spoke. We do need to open the uh, this episode with a bit of a, a mea's culpa, Michael.
1: As in a, a, a mea culpa?
0: Yes, but incorrectly pronounced.
1: Through my own fault, through my own fault, through my own most grievous fault.
0: We had said, apparently, that the Leaving Cert would not be cancelled, according to several emails I received yesterday, when news leaked that Joe McHugh was going to go to the Cabinet today and suggest that the Leaving Cert be not cancelled, but made opt-in with a predictive grading component. Now, I didn't think we had said that the Leaving Fair wouldn't be cancelled, I thought we had said it shouldn't be cancelled, and it was a stupid idea. Having said that, it's entirely possible we did say it wouldn't be cancelled, because, God knows, we talk a lot. You know, I mean, it's that was very
1: much my sense of it. I didn't think that we would be so bold or so rash as to suggest that this government would be incapable of making a bad decision. However, Gary... If only there was a way that we could find out, but there isn't. It's just out there. We'll never, ever know what we actually said. Just speculation at this stage. But it has been... Well, actually, we don't know what's been done. All we're, we're, we're relying on our leaks, leaking from the cauldron of government, that the students are now going to be offered a choice. Now, <laughs> all of this is about safety and student mental health, as far as we understand safety thing we can come on to but if you're now going into the mental health issue I think offering 17 year old or 18 year old boys I can speak of nothing about 18 year old girls they were and remain a mystery to me a choice I think is just about the worst thing you can do for them they now have to decide and I think that initially they'll think whoa because what have you done you've gone up to a bunch of leaving certs i up to a 17 18 year olds and said, would you like not to do the leaving cert and to everybody's amazement, quite a large number we don't know actually how many we don't even know if it's the majority quite a large number 10%. oh yeah cool let's not do the leaving cert but now they're going to be given a choice the choice is do you want that bastard that teaches you that hates you and you know he hates you Cause he suspended you in first year for that time when you were caught smoking, when you weren't smoking. It was the other guy who was smoking. He's going to, he's going to get the job of deciding what grade you're going to get, and that's going to decide whether or not you get to do physiotherapy in UCD, or do you do the leave cert? which you have been given an extra two months to revise for. There's talk that there may be more questions than normal. You might get longer time. The thing itself will be spread out. It'll be only one exam a day. You got, you know, right now, they're all going for no leaving cert. By the end of the week, I wouldn't be a bit surprised, Gary, if lots of them are back on the leaving cert wagon.
0: Mm, maybe so. It, uh, it will be an interesting one. But, uh, we actually, we, we, uh, Firstly, I mean, we don't know that this will actually happen. It may be an incorrect leak.
1: It is. It may no, this this will be a big leak, though, Gary. It's been a very big leak. It, is it, I mean this has been leaked to the Times and to the Examiner and to the and to the Independent and to the other the online media. So this is a misleak, it's a very big misleak.
0: Jim McHugh has been pretty solid on this so far.
1: Yeah. And I thought Leo was giving out signals which he like yesterday he was saying that, you know, we, we need to find, if we are going to get rid of the Leaving Cert, we'll have to do something which is very fair. And he said, you know, it's going to be very difficult to do that, which I thought was, I took to be a signal, you know, we're going to try. We're looking at it. But frankly, to find a fair, workable system replacing the Leaving Cert in the space of a week is going to be difficult. One thing I haven't seen, Gary... Is any allowance anywhere being made for external students, for example? You know, there are there will be hundreds and possibly more than hundreds of students who are not actually registered in any school, but for a variety of reasons related to maybe just admission to a university or to a college or for, the, for a CAO application, have decided to repeat one or a number of subjects or maybe never did a Leaving Cert. But because they're not registered in a school, they don't show up. Uh, and they obviously can't have predictive. They don't have the predictive choice. So I suppose for them, this is why you have to, you have a, the, 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 the Leaving Cert as a, as a, will have to go ahead. So the safety issue doesn't seem, I mean, it's either safe or it's not safe. Also, <coughs> they've got rid of the the Junior Cert, right? Which means they're going to have a, and if they want to and they can have more uh invigilators more supervisors much larger spaces they can <clears throat> certainly manage social distancing easily you only have at certainly the beginning when you've got the popular exams it would make sense to have you have one exam a day kids arrive in they do the exam they leave rather than having a morning and an evening exam which involves people hanging around <clears throat> If the kinds of things that are supposed to be safe, according to the phased reduction, return, the phased return to life the government has laid out, if those things are safe in August, well, then the leaving cert will be safe. And it will be managed in such a way to be safe to the students. And even leaving aside, that all of the data that's come out shows that. Uh, they are very low risk, uh, both of infection and of outcome. That if, if you do get infected, they have they do very well. It's uh, Either it's safe or it's not safe. If it's not safe, then why are they offering it as an option? Why, they're, they're saying, well, we're going to offer you something which is unsafe. No, it's nonsense. So implicit in this is, is the assumption that the Leaving Cert is safe to do. So you're doing it for other reasons. Now you can't be fair, and this is the fundamental problem with this. It cannot be fair. You, it is going to be subjective. They're going to talk about bell curves, and previous exams and all. But there's no consistency between two teachers. I mean, Gary, we all remember you had a teacher in third year and second year and third year. One would do a Christmas test or summer test, which was piece of piss. Another used to do really hard stuff. <clears throat> one was an easy marker. One was a hard marker. You're going to have variations within schools. You're going to have massive variation between schools. It
0: is a complete, it's going to be a completely subjective experience. If we're getting rid of the leaving, sir, why are we getting rid of it? Most of the research we've seen on COVID-19 in younger people shows that a lot of them are totally asymptomatic. There have been no reported cases of death that I'm aware of, of a young person who does not have some sort of more serious underlying issue. It could be quite easy to space people out in sports halls and the like. It wouldn't be terribly difficult to do. And as long as you are able to stop people congregating before and after the exam, it seems like something you can actually do with a relative degree of confidence that it's safe. And then they say, well, there's, you know, it's, uh, Leo said it was traumatizing.
1: Now, that's wrong. I mean, I, I don't want to be picky, Gary, here. And, you know, I, I never am. Traumatizing, he's a, he's a medical doctor. And the word trauma means something. Traumatizing actually has a meaning.
0: And I think the, if you look at why something would be um, distressing for students, it's probably the fact that a large amount of their future hinges on this exam.
1: Well, that's the perception. I would like to. I think that students should be reassured rather that yes, this is a a stressful event. It's a big test, but you know what? If it doesn't, there you are. Eighteen. You are going to have so many more opportunities to direct your life after this. I mean, that is absolute cliche of older person wisdom. But the one thing that became obvious, I changed it now. I wouldn't platter my life. But I had so many opportunities and directions that I could choose that happened to me all through my 20s and in my 30s. The Leaving Cert. Nobody, after you've done your CAO, nobody will ever, ever again ask you what you got in your Leaving Cert.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's fair to say it will influence your future, but...
1: And it'll decide what uni course you get into and maybe that'll be the wrong one or the right one. And it'll decide... Maybe that you get into the uni course this year rather than having to wait for next year or the year after. I'm not saying it's unimportant. Of course, it is important and it is. It's stressful, but stressful is not traumatizing. Difficult or distressing is not traumatizing.
0: If we're looking at, at getting rid of this because we're saying it's too stressful for students, the stressful thing about it is the uncertainty about the future that it causes. Simply saying, okay, don't take the test, we'll just use predictive grading instead, doesn't remove that. In fact, it's still there. Possibly more so because now it's entirely out of your control. And
1: also, your whole year is now <laughs> infested in the awareness that everything you do is part of the grade. You know this thing they have in America where you've got your 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 GPA, your permanent record? And t- any this constant theme we see in TV and movies, Oh, my God! I can't be caught doing that. That would go on my permanent record, and if it goes on your record, then that will affect your ability to go to Harvard or Yale or whatever the hell. We don't have that in Ireland. I mean, pretty well, anything you do up to the point you sit, you're leaving is washed clean, and you're baptized by the leaving it's that that's the exam that will matter, whereas otherwise you've got to spend every every act or omission of your student life is going to be. Part and parcel of that assessment. And I would You're going to be constantly under the eye of the clock. Under... I I would have hated that. Oh, God. No, 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 no. Oh, give me an exam any day. Far less. Far less stressful. Far less... You can have some fun in school then.
0: So it it may happen. The leak may prove correct. It may not happen. The leak may prove incorrect. We may have said that they wouldn't cancel it, in which case we were correct. We may have said they shouldn't cancel it, in which case we were absolutely correct. But we will find out.
1: We will. Do you see the helpful and insightful and wise and generous comment made by Kitty Holland when she suggested that DESH schools, was it Desch schools, should give all their students 600 points and let the fight then begin?
0: Oh, get them all to apply for Trinity.
1: You know, I'm. I don't know. I must. Okay, let's assume that's a joke, a funny joke. In what ways is it is it a funny joke? Uh, would she would she actually think that's a good idea? I think she would think that's a good idea. I think that would be a horrible way to use children to make a political point. I would be deeply immoral, but, you know, I'm an old-fashioned kind I, of guy.
0: On the other hand, I, I quite enjoy seeing people suffer the consequences of their actions. So I would quite enjoy seeing Kitty Holland a year from that point, trying to explain why so many of those students dropped out and just had terrible times. You know, it it, it is one of the really horrible things about
1: liberals and their good intentions, is that they don't give a damn about outcomes. It's only the good intentions and how it makes them feel about themselves rather than... Well,
0: we, should, we should probably explain what a DS school actually is.
1: A DS school is a school which te- which which comes which is in a deprived area or an area with economic or social difficulty. Now, DES schools tend they get extra funding. They would have a, ha- a better pupil-teacher ratio, more SNAs. DES schools actually have been a great success. They've been mm. the, the the results and uh, uh, now it's also true that historically, one of the strongest areas that Ireland has had is equality of access to quality education. In the two thousand and one, is it Pisa rankings? I think the only time Ireland ever came top of any ranking when we came joint top with Finland on. E- uh, equality of access to high quality education which basically meant it didn't matter where in ireland you lived you could go you could go to and get into a good school and get a good quality education now we've actually declined on that metric at the same time as the voluntary schools around the country have been squeezed out of the system correlation is not causation but i think it's worth considering but there you go now the fact is, I mean, Gary, we've looked at... I, I don't know if you've seen them. T- Thomas Sowell has written extensively about the effect of positive or affirmative action on the, st- on students in u- uh, getting access to elite universities in the United States, where people, based on their, their achievement in their own high school, get access to places like Harvard, Columbia, and Yale. The problem is yeah. they're very bright kids. Nobody's doubting that. These are very bright, gifted kids. But... They are not prepared. Their schools have simply not prepared them. They fall into the bottom rank of bottom ten or bottom bottom decile or bottom twentieth, and they drop out in very large numbers. The same kids, if you'd send them not, and I'm not he, Saul would say you don't have to send them. It's not a question of sending them to two-year college. Don't send them to Harvard, but send them to really good, high-quality state colleges like, say, Arizona State or something, where you get a really high-quality education. In those kinds of situations, those kids will thrive. They will excel because they're prepared. But mm-hmm. rather than that, to make yourself feel good, you say, oh, let's do And then you get this wasted human potential, uh, which is, but it doesn't matter because you've made your point.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you have, the, the there's 200 secondary schools or post-primary schools, as they say, with the highest level of disadvantage in the country, that's that's these schools, and there also are I think like six hundred and eighty primary schools as well, but that's of less relevance here.
1: Although again, doing very well the literacy the literacy programs that they developed from for deaf schools and primary schools. I'm, you know, from talking to friends of mine in, this, in the business, said they are really effective and doing a lot of good work
0: there. By all accounts, it's a great programme. Uh, it's not speaking against the programme at all. It's a rare thing, which is a functioning government programme. I'm actually, I'm not sure that it would go that badly because the standard in Trinity actually isn't that high. No, and the standard in Irish schools has never been
1: that low. I mean, we're not... Irish, we don't have anything like the kind of neg- neg- negative performance you will have with inner city schools with large uh, large black uh, or Latino uh, student populations.
0: No, I mean, the, the, the weird focus in Ireland on Trinity is being this centre of excellence. Most of Trinity's programmes aren't terribly well run. And by international comparisons, Trinity isn't terribly good, which is, I mean, it's a good college by international comparisons, but it's not top tier.
1: But well, no, it's it's not is it in the top hundred anymore this year last year? I don't think. I I don't know. it's don't always
0: been it's, it's been, always been a sort of quite low you know, of, no, of it's actually not, it's not
1: not top hundred, not top hundred.
0: No, I mean it's always been a source of amusement to me when people in Ireland really care about Trinity or DCU or UCD or whatever because by international comparisons they're all very similar schools and none of them are like you go outside Ireland, no one cares because you, no one knows. Exactly. The universities
1: in Ireland, the Irish universities, are all pretty decent. I mean, you, you're not going to be embarrassed by your degree with an Irish degree.
0: Now, unless you're in medicine, you went to Trinity, in which case the Royal College of Surgeon people may give you some <laughs> Well, that's different. They may say things like, oh, how many people have you killed today? And yeah. Things of that nature.
1: Uh, although I say Trinity actually would might 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 reciprocate on the basis that of course the Royal College was the place you got into because your daddy went, and uh, you couldn't get anywhere else. I don't. None of the Irish colleges. I mean, there are there are departments which are excellent in all of them, but as universities, none of them are excellent. None of them are Oxford or Oxfords or Cambridge's or Imperial Colleges or Chicago universities. Uh, universities of Chicago kind of thing, but they're all decent. Trinity is very handy for the city centre. I don't know if there's also something in the this notion that she has about giving them all six hundred points. That there will be something so radically strange about a student from a Dutch school getting six hundred points.
0: It does. It does sort of a, it does sort of have an undertone that uh, these students can't get into Trinity otherwise. And that's just
1: but, but I mean. Whatever about the, the faults and the failings of the Irish education system, and actually it's pretty good, and if we're going to take PISA rankings, it's third best in Europe and certainly in the top ten in the OCD, and I'm very suspicious of this, the numbers that come out of the, the East, so I would say globally doing pretty well. There isn't. I don't think there's a school in Ireland where it would be regarded as magic or weird that one of the students ended up going to Trinity or
0: to do a degree, there's no real totemic difference between well, there's a totemic difference between Trinity and the others to a lot of mostly older people.
1: I think particularly country down the country, maybe I'd particular country. Once upon a time, country Protestants, you you had to go to Trinity, but these days, I think there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a kind of a snobbery in there that needs to be unpacked
0: there is to a certain degree but also like it's an odd system with the leaving sir because it's simply you get the points you get in and all colleges including trinity have courses which are relatively low points but they all have courses you can get into on about 200 points you get into trillers on 200 can you yeah you, you probably end up doing something like jewish studies well i'd like to do jewish studies
1: also trinity i know has actually lots of other options I don't know in massive numbers, but there are lots of pathways. I mean, for example, in a year like this where you have students who are going to be disadvantaged for whatever reasons by the context and don't do as well as they should do, there are extra year courses you can get that are work done in conjunction, say, with the Dublin County Councillor, the HSC, and Trinity, where you don't actually, you, it's a mixture of work done, project work and interview. And you can get into Trinity to do various courses. And I'm sure probably that's true of DCU and UCD and other places as well. So there are lots of other non-traditional options available to people. Uh, so you know, it's not a question of anyway. How? When was the last time you went for a cup of coffee in Beauleys, Gary?
0: Um, I don't know because I try and avoid it. It's a terrible cafe.
1: Well, the sad news is, Gary, that you will obviously be broken up having heard, made that comment. Never again, Gary. Never again. The big monsters of corporate greed, the exploiters of the poor and the grinders of the tenancies of the tenant class, and that's uh, Johnny Lohan, is it? What I can't, I don't get the name right. Ronan. Ronan. Johnny Ronan. I think I anyway. I was going to say I think I know a cousin of his has has kicked them out, Gary. They're gone. Well. Are the windows okay? Has he kicked in the window? No, the windows are, I believe, all right. Well, the int- it is well protected, is Isn't it?
0: Oh, I'd say there's just layers of protection on that thing. Beauties is a terrible cafe. It uh, it's just awful. Yeah,
1: that's the problem,
0: isn't it? Like, I'd, I'd go into it if it was a decent cafe, but it's not. Do you remember when Cleary's closed? I mean, I don't really mark the date in my calendar. But you don't. I presume.
1: You don't take and go down and pour a libation on the spot and say, here, one stood clear. And, you know, that's where the post office is supposed to be moving, which would be one of the most ridiculous things that any state has done for a long time in its own particular limited way. But anyway, when he closed, or was in the process of closing, because he wasn't making any money, and it was... St- sitting there this huge lump of masonry on the capital city's main thoroughfare. They went and they inv- interviewed people. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Oh, Cleary's. I mean, can imagine Dublin without Cleary's wouldn't be Dublin. Oh, it'd be awful. Nobody was asked, when was the last time you bought something in Cleary, ma'am? In Cleary's, ma'am. Arnott's wasn't going out of business. Brown Thomas's wasn't going out of business. Cleary's was going out of business. Because Cleary's wasn't selling stuff because people weren't buying stuff in it. And people weren't buying stuff in it. That wasn't anybody's fault except Cleary's. It's like Switzer's. Do you remember Switzer's? No. Switzer's was one of the great shops of Dublin. Dublin wouldn't be the same without Switzer's. Oh, it's a, and then, anyway, Brown Thomas's is now, I can't remember, is now where Switzer's was or one of the, any of the, they brought him. Switzer's is gone. And it's forgotten, as is obviously the case, because you never heard of Switzer. Bewley's will the be the same. But the difference is it is protected, very protected. The outside is protected. The inside is protected. The inside is protected. What kind of business
0: can operate there is protected.
1: The decoration is, I mean, like, literally. Apparently
0: down. it needs to be replaced by another cafe if it closes.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, well, cafe can be also used as a kind of a, a, a synonym. I mean, bookshop, museum, art gallery. They're all just forms of cafe, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, yes, 110 jobs were lost. And that, of course, is not good. However, if there was ever a time to lose your job, it's probably when the payment that is far higher than unemployment is in place.
1: No, um... I am told from the newspapers that they went to the owner, developer, exploiter of the poor and grinder of the tenants, that they wanted a rent holiday because of the COVID thing.
0: I think what they actually did was just didn't pay. Really? Yeah. Rent is around
1: 30%, it's reported, has been 30% of... It's 1.4 or
0: 1.6 million
1: a Of a year. their turnover.
0: Which doesn't seem, like, and doesn't seem out of what I would have expected for that location.
1: I think what people have to get the hang of here is, and I can understand it's hard because it maybe doesn't feel like it, Grafton Street is the principal shopping street in the city centre of the capital city, of one of the richest countries in the world. Now we may not think of ourselves like that, but that is where we are. This is a street where you either sell... Things which have a very high added value, or you sell lots and lots of other things. So, for example, you sell lots of burgers, and then McDonald's and Grafton Street sells a lot of burgers.
0: Or, you know, you your family has been there for 300 years yeah. and you own the building. Which should be me. I am amazed, actually, beauties didn't own the building. Yeah,
1: actually, I was amazed. That kind was of actually the thing I
0: found that. oddest.
1: How do they not own the building?
0: I don't know. I mean,
1: it's been there since 18, blah, blah, isn't it? Yeah. How did they Well not maybe
0: it? maybe like the early nineteen twenties.
1: No, that's the Oriental Cafe. has been there since the twenties. But I thought there was a Beaulies there before maybe I'm wrong. There have been certainly Beaulies there before. I mean Beaulies are a long time. Part of the the Quaker uh, I think we can,
0: we can just say it's been there a oligarchy. Give or take on either side.
1: Although of course it's not Beauleys anymore, it's Campbell's now of Campbell's tea people. I think they were probably related. Uh, I hear
0: that the, the Lord Mayor and various people will be, will be uh, campaigning to bring the uh, coffee shop back the same way they campaigned to bring it back the last time. Um, it was a bad cafe. It remains a bad cafe. I've heard it was a good cafe. Not presumably not, not sometime in, my in the forties.
1: Not in my lifetime. And I would say it was always it was wet. It was always damp. You went into, there was all this fog of steam hanging in the air. You had these nasty chip trays. Now may be long gone, I don't know, but then by, when I was in it. These nasty chip trays, you'd queue up, or else you'd get waitress service. And the way, the service was never, it was not what you'd call sunny and friendly. The tables a bit damp, the pastries, would, shh, chocolate eclairs made of wet cardboard.
0: The coffee wasn't even that good, neither was the tea. No, I mean, it seemed to sell itself as a sort of, like, Viennese cafe experience. Yeah, well, And it was simply... If it had been that, I would have gone to Beaulieu's.
1: If it was that, I would go to Beaulieu's every time I was in Dublin. I, when I was... I mean Christmas holidays from college, China, I went up to Austria. And we went into the coffee houses, the famous... couple of the coffee houses' famous coffee houses of Vienna we went to, we were down visiting Strasbourg Salzburg right sorry Salzburg and we went to the coffee houses there. and they are fantastic places to be and if it was like that by god but you know if the fact is that in Dublin if people wanted that kind of experience they wanted something nice they didn't go to Bewley's. they went to the Shelburne or somewhere the Beaulieu's if you they talk about oh it was great I think if you actually, if you look at boulevards in short stories or literature or novels, or I, when it appears in people's memories, you never get a story about the time they went to boulevards and had an absolutely super slice of cut of Rennes de Sable or Patisse or patissier or something. No, it's all about when they met this person, that person, or that it would be beginning of a love affair, the end of a love affair, their first day in college, their last day in the civil service, or whatever. It's always associated with some nostalgic memory, but it's never associated the tremendously high quality service or coffee or food. Things come and go.
0: People are attached to the building. The building will stay. I mean, yeah, we can have, I'm sure there's a preservation order on the original sign. Oh, God, yeah. So they'll still be able to enjoy it as they currently enjoy it, which is looking at it from outside while not going into the building, because there's no point.
1: There's probably half a dozen coffee shops in Portobello that are better than Beaulieu's.
0: I I have not been into Beaulieu's in the last couple of years, but I've been into it, I think it's had like three iterations or four that I've been into And they've all been bad. So, and this thing about the rent is the reason they're closing, which the, I think it was the Times was kind enough to say. Yes, they actually said it was was, was, the rent rent that they were closing. Um, Although they've announced they're closing, they haven't actually formally closed yet. If you are on the busiest street in Dublin, the prime shopping street, and a rent of 1.4, 1.6 million is. Crippling you, you shouldn't be there. There's like there's, so, there's actually something wrong with your business. Put up your prices. Sell something else. you don't even have to put up your prices. Just get better at things. Now,
1: I think it was reported, whether again, it was accurately reported or not? That um, Mr. Ronan pointed out that Beaulies is not unprofitable. It is; they are not without money. And if they how, if they wanted uh, that the company could, if they wanted a. a If you're having a problem with the rent, as it were, the company, the Beulies, the the holding company, could pay.
0: Well, I mean, this is the thing. Beulies was making money, but the cafe on Grafton Street was losing money. Yeah. The Grafton Street Cafe in 2018 lost about 1.5 million. Yeah, it's not Johnny Rohn's job to
1: subsidise money losing cafes, though, is it? I mean, presumably, he buys... Commercial property in Dublin on the basis that he will be able to rent it fairly easily on Grafton Street and make him mo- and make some money back. Sort of the business model, isn't it? That's why you buy commercial property.
0: So yeah, they they were losing money on the Dublin Cafe, but they made money uh, from the overall uh, brand.
1: And that's part of it. I mean, one of the reasons they presumably want to keep it is because the brand is strongly people associate Buly's the. With Beauty's coffee, Beauty's tea, Beauty's chocolates, whatever it is, and these sort high end stuff where you can make a, a nice whack in the margin. And maybe the fear is that if you if you lose the cafe and you, you disassociate it from your product, then you lose the power of the brand. Or maybe if you maybe you lose the brand altogether. I don't know see those. Anyway, if people are that worried then they should just go and Send if they if send the money, post the money, and then I'm sure that Johnny Ronan will be happy to take money. And and or go back in time and drink more coffee there rather than going to Costa or Insomnia or wherever the hell it is that you go for your coffee. How
0: they closed for about two years. Yeah, I and mean, they said they were. What was it? They were going to close for six months and they, op- they ended up being over two years before they reopened. Nothing I've ever heard of Bewley's makes me think this is a well run company.
1: I don't know. All, all I know is that in the two years that it was there, no, nobody I knew missed it. Because I remember somebody saying, Oh, Bewley's is open again. There was a table around 12 people. Now everybody goes, Oh! And not one person cared.
0: Anyway. No, and now a cafe closing in Dublin is getting national media attention because it was very
1: old. Oh, well, let's face it, Gary, and also because it's, thank God, it's something else to talk about rather than the thing.
0: It also does have legitimately quite nice stained glass windows. Oh, it's its very pretty.
1: It is pretty. I don't doubt that it's pretty. And I'm sure that if and when it's turned into...
0: That was was by Henry Clarke, wasn't it?
1: Harry, well, yeah, Harry Clark, yeah, Harry it's Harry, not, Clark, Harry Clark or Harry Clark Studios, yeah, I suppose. For some reason, we do, we do stained glass in Ireland. We don't have a particularly wonderful history in the plastic arts in the last sort of couple hundred years, but portraiture and stained glass, we seem to are the two areas we seem to have done rather well in.
0: I actually, I, 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 even the stained glass windows, Bewleys did pearly. Because they, they covered them with um, another window to protect them. Yeah. But they covered them, instead of getting like a hinged sheet of glass or getting something made for it that was clear so you could see the entire fucking window behind Yeah, it's like a household window. So <laughs> it's got like these plastic uh, slats across it and then down it. And you're like, you, you can get glass specifically cut to that size. That you'd be able to open to clean the window and you'd have an unobstructed view of it. And I remember seeing it and just thinking it was another reason or another thing that just made me think that these people are just not good at running a business. Well, indeed.
1: Anyway, we are here on the cusp of the weekend and the sun is out and temperatures are supposed to soar to the low 20s and then drop like stones back to the zero. It'll be all very interesting, but... I suppose for the time being, it's time to say, go back, get back into your hut, your huts, stay faith, or travel your five kilometres for your exercise, but no more. We shall be back on Sunday with our usual fun miscellany, and we're going to be having a rattling good yarn about racism, systemic racism, and the foundation of America, I think, because Gary does love a funny story.
0: Oh, yes. And we also have the uh, news that uh, General Flynn in America, that that case looks like it is going to be dropped or will, has been dropped.
1: Super. So anyway, until then, we'll say stay safe and we'll talk to you Sunday. Bye bye. All the best.